Hello, this is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh, Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm so excited you're here today listening to a podcast episode of mine. I love to share on all kinds of topics related to sexuality on my podcast. I like to read erotica, mine and others, and I talk about things on my podcast that are all related to sex, so sex toys, sex stories, tips, author interviews, and interviews of sexuality experts. Okay, well, I am so excited that everyone is here listening to this podcast episode because I have an amazing author and performer here to talk with. I'm really excited to talk with her and find out more all about her writing and her work and her content. And we get a special thing because she is going to read for us. And I'm so excited to listen to her read. Welcome, Elle. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. You have no idea. I <laughs> love that. So you're you're on Twitter as L Wild Writer. Yes, 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 I am. So, and you write erotica and erotic romance. Yes, yes, the erotic romance is a new is a new endeavor, but I'm recently realizing that there's a romantic quality sort of inherently in my erotica. And so it seemed like sort of a natural transition or addition, should I say? (laughs) Absolutely. So I would really love it if you would read for us. Are you willing to do that? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was thinking one of the series of mine that I think has gotten the most people have really connected with is actually Uh the first series that I ever put out. It's called Girls' Night Out, and it's a sort of romantic lesbian erotica series. And I thought I would pull a section from the first book in that series. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. I like the name already. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And the premise. That sounds awesome. So whenever you are ready, we would love to hear about this story. All right. I took my boots off, set them by hers and wondered what I was actually supposed to do. Should I undress? I was overthinking it. No longer drunk or caught up in the hazy lights and hypnotic music of the venue, I was intensely aware that I was about to cheat on my boyfriend with a woman, a woman who was not just a friend, but also a coworker. And I didn't know how to do this. But as Jenny walked back into the room and smiled at me, I became aware of how wet I was how she did something to me that I couldn't control now that I'd let it into the conscious part of my brain. She gave me a glass of water and I felt my hand shaking as I took it. Take a seat, she said, and went over to plug her phone into a speaker. I sat down on the bed and she put on music, slower, more crooning songs by the same bands we'd listened to that night. Then she dimmed the lights. This, I realized, 
was my old teenage fantasy. In my dreams, this had been what my first time was going to look like, except, you know, with a guy. The reality of my first time had indeed included a guy, but it also came with broad daylight, lots of anxiety, and little satisfaction. Jenny walked over to the bed and sat down behind me, beginning to kiss my neck as she unhooked the many hooks of my bustier. After tossing it to the floor, she began to stroke up and down my sides, just barely grazing my breasts. Already, I could hardly breathe. I turned my head to the side to find her mouth with mine. Her kisses were gentle now and tasted more like her than the drinks we'd had. In our lips, I still felt the pent-up tension of desire, but alongside it now, the need to go slowly, to be there for every single moment. Jenny took me by the waist and pulled me up further onto the bed where I lay on my back, my breasts exposed and made wider by gravity. She started to tease them with her lips and tongue, coming right up next to my nipple and then moving away again. Each time I felt my body rise to meet her. I reached out for her shirt and lifted it over her head as she moved her arms to accommodate it. Then she brought her naked chest to mine and the feeling of her breasts against my skin led a series of sparks that flickered through me. I stroked her back with my hands as we made out once more. We began grinding up against each other and I soon found I wanted the clothes still between us out of the way. I started to pull off my leggings and she leaned to the side to take off her skirt. Her fishnets were so sexy on her, but I was still glad to see her take them off, to feel her bare skin instead. I pulled off my panties, exposing my pussy to her for the second time that night. She climbed on top of me and we began grinding against each other. I could feel the wetness between us and I hoped that as much of it was hers as was mine. I'd never thought much about the pussy of another woman, not in anything more than an abstract way. But in my mind now, hers was this beautiful, mysterious thing and I wanted it. I shift moving Jenny onto her back on the bed to which she seemed both surprised and delighted. I put my hand softly on her abdomen, my fingers just barely touching the top of her mound. Can I touch you? I asked and felt embarrassment creep into my cheeks. Yes, she said. I don't know what I'm doing. Just touch me, she said. And I did. I felt the outside of her pussy lips stroking their softness with the whole of my hand. I felt how luscious they were, how excited. I let a finger slip between them, softly grazing the soft inside of her outer lips, feeling how slick she was. I watched her reactions and how her body flexed in pleasure when I touched a spot she liked. But I knew well enough that fingers weren't made for this that my lips and my tongue could do a much better job. Theoretically, at least. I leaned in to kiss her once more, savoring the taste of her mouth, and I trailed my lips down the side of her neck, over one breast, down her belly, into the warmth of her softest parts, just barely grazing them. Mm, she said, her voice low and husky. 
I spread her legs and watched her pussy open for me, pink and glistening. I brought my open mouth to it, kissing each part softly. I heard her sigh and knew that I was doing something right. The taste of her was new to me, and I was surprised by how immediately I loved it, by how her wetness on my tongue made my own pussy throb. I began to explore in earnest, finding those places that made her, that released new waves of wetness. Yes. As she began to press against my face, I found myself holding her ass in my hands, using the firmness of my tongue against her clit. It was tiring, but I realized I didn't mind. I felt powerful bringing pleasure to this fucking goddess of a woman. Go side to side, she said, and I complied. New sounds escaped her now. I took a finger and gently, carefully slipped it inside her. I found the pillowy rise of her G-spot and began to caress it as I continued tonguing her clit, and I could feel her pussy squeezing against me as fresh juices trickled down my finger. Although it was she who was getting close to orgasm, I couldn't deny how much I loved it too. How the softness of her delighted my tongue and my lips. The way her pussy wrapped around my finger to hold me as I massaged her from the inside. I realized I could happily spend hours between her legs. She moaned and her body body writhed under me. You're going to make me come. I did only and exactly what was working and she started to get louder, beginning to shake. I felt the exact moment that it overtook her and she released herself to me, crying out. I didn't let up until the shakes began to subside. My movements softened. Holy shit, I made her come. And that's all I'm going to read. <laughs> okay, that was very fucking hot. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Very, very, very intense and sexy. So Thank you. I have a soft <laughs> spot for this, for this series. It's, uh, it's, for, it's four short stories with a prequel. And actually, the prequel is is free on my on my website. It it goes to a newsletter subscription. Oh, um, nice. yeah! Because the rest the the rest of the four books are are bundled together, oh, but sure. the prequel isn't in that bundle, so it's free. <laughs> That's very cool. And you have quite an extensive amount of books out there that people can check out. I I do. They are. There's a huge range because <laughs> I'm I'm the type of person who I really love to explore and try new things. And, you know, I gosh, I have so much respect for friends of mine like Lacey Cross, who can, you know, write each book in a series and then immediately, you know, she's on to the next series where I'm sort of bouncing back and forth. And uh, so it takes a little longer for my series to come out because I want to play with a little bit of this. And then I want to play with a little bit of that. Nothing wrong with variety though, right? (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think it's, I think it's really good for me. I think it, I think it fills some, some need in me to be able to go back and forth between different things. Yeah. Kind of do what you feel like. You know, if you eventually get it out, it doesn't matter, right? 
Well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to read you. Can I read you a little excerpt for everybody on your wildeuphoriapress.com? I want to write, sure. read what you, so people kind of get an idea of where you go and what you've done and what you write about. Great. Okay. L.A. Wild is a city girl who loves writing character-centric, sexy stories that surprise even herself. She's queen of the romantic one-night stand, and she's been told her romantic first-time lesbian series is enough for women to question their heterosexuality. Oh, <laughs> that's hot. But she also loves writing sexy stories about things that good girls won't end fantasizing about. Group sex, being a hot wife, and even cheating. The worlds of her stories explore the shades of gray in the human experience. Very little is just black or white. Elle writes from a perspective of female empowerment and pleasure. And if you're not into that, well, she's probably not for you. <laughs> That's <Right>. fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. So I would love to share with everyone, and I will put all the links down in the podcast notes. Where where can we find your content? We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, <laughs> Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven for spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. <laughs> spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. So the best place to find my books that are published is on my, my page of the Wild Euphoria website. So uh, wildeuphoria.com slash LA wild with dashes in between. 
all of my all of my published books are there with their cover and their description and a link that takes you directly to where you can get them. So that's always what I recommend because some of my stuff is exclusive to Kindle and some of it is out there on all those places like Barnes and Noble and Apple and so on. Yeah, so so heading over to my page on that Wild Euphoria website is is the easiest shot for that. And then I also have a Patreon page where I put exclusive sort of multimedia erotica content and that's that's really the only place to get to get that stuff. Very good. And I will put all of that down there. I I saw somewhere too that you're on Medium. Do you have some stories there too? I do. I do. There, I have the the Wild Euphoria Press page on Medium. And so I publish my stories there and also stories by some of the, the authors who are involved in Wild Euphoria Press, who are close friends whose work I think strikes some similar chords and whose work I really believe in. So some of their work is up there too, which is great. And so when I send out my newsletter every two weeks, you get you get friend links to all of those stories oh, nice. by me and those other authors. Very good. Very good. And then I assume your sign up is on your website, the wildeuphoria.com. It is. It is. It's on the very first page. There's a button to sign up. Awesome. And then you're also, you're on Twitter. We already talked about that. You're on Instagram, (laughs) Facebook, and you have your books loaded onto Goodreads. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm as everywhere as I can, (laughs) I can be so far. I totally appreciate that because I do that too. And I think it's a good idea to just be in all these different places because you just never know who's going to see it and click through. Absolutely. 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 Okay. Now this is going to be the part where I'm going to ask you about sex. You all right with that? (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) I like to ask this question as the icebreaker because, well, I'm curious and I think it's just hot to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> what <laughs> what is your favorite sexual position? And I'm certainly not going to complain if you tell me why. Okay. So I would say that my favorite sexual position is something of a, a modified missionary. And I know that sounds boring, but I love the feeling of, you know, the person's weight on top of me. You know, Mm -hmm. I like, I like the feeling of being underneath. And I also feel like I have so much more access to their body and being able to kiss them and all of that. I like to be really interactive. And so, um, and not to mention, it's a great angle for me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I do not think it's boring or vanilla at all. That's actually my favorite position as well, because really, yes, with my knees bent, like closer up to my armpits, it just hits my clit in the best fucking possible way. And that's yeah. just, <laughs> that's yeah. just the truth. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Not that I don't like <laughs> other positions, but that one is the sure. one that just hits at home. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm a clit junkie girl. Yes, me too. <laughs> glad glad to not be alone here. <laughs> I know, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So 
What drew you? What was your trigger to start writing erotica? Oh, it's, it's, I feel like it's a complicated story because I feel like it came sort of from multiple directions. And you could even, you could even look to my childhood and say like, hmm, she was probably going to write erotica at some point. Because um, <laughs> I just was like, fascinated, you know, even though, even when I knew nothing about sex, right. Like uh-huh. I was, I was fascinated by it. A night that will go, it will remain in my memory forever is a sleepover that, that I was a part of where one of the slightly older girls, she told, we stayed up basically all night and she told the most ridiculous sex stories. I mean, they didn't make any fucking sense, but <laughs> we or, I mean, I was enraptured. So, so that fascination has, I think, to some extent, always been there. Uh, while meanwhile, I was also raised in a like not very sex positive home, so you had that sort of contrast. Yeah, kind um, of taboo. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, have been writing on and off throughout my life, and you know, it's always been at very least in the back of my mind, something that I wanted to do. And that was important to me. And so during the pandemic, I had been writing a lot on medium, a lot of personal essays under my given name and sort of became aware of erotica that was being published on medium. And this drew me to create a an anonymous account mm, under a different yep. name, yep. and uh, and I start, started by writing a couple of stories. The first of which I would say were really um, they were kind of a, a healing thing for me. They were way of processing a trauma that I was still sort of dealing with. Sure. Um, I had, I had dealt with my partner having an affair a couple of years ago. Uh, And while I was maybe most of the way through it, I was not entirely the way all the way through it. And so writing these pieces of erotica from this perspective of, of a woman who cheats, Mm -hmm. uh, it was very, gave me back a little bit of power. And so I put out those stories, not expecting, you know, anything of it. And then I went, I put one on Reddit and I had all of these people being like, Oh my God, when's part two? This is great. And I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe this is something that I could do. Yeah. Um, And I started the research and I found, you know, my crowd on Twitter, my people, and I started and I started writing and I have been doing that ever, ever since it started very suddenly and, and it's just continued. That was back in like the middle of February, I think. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. I think that is a lot of people say that they, they think they're kind of scared to put it out there or they've been thinking about it for a while and then they do it and they get this response and that's what gives them the confidence to continue because yes. someone wants it. And I think that's huge. And that 
shows that people have interest. And that is definitely the way to respond and get more people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> more I, people to read. I I have, it, it really does mean a lot when people reach out and say that they oh, enjoy yeah. something. But I, you know, I've gotten a couple of, I got a message the other day where someone, you know, messaged me on Twitter and said something to the effect of that my work sort of created a safe space for their sexuality. This was a person who doesn't, um, you know, they're differently abled. And so anything sexual for them is sort of taboo was sort of how they felt about it. And for some reason, they just connected with my work as like a safe place for that. And that just meant the, that just meant the world to me. Yeah. Um, That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So that really, you know, it's things like that, that on those difficult days really motivate me to, to keep going, you know? Oh yeah. I talk with authors about, you know, what is your definition of success? And almost everyone without fail says, when I get someone who I affect someone who mm-hmm. likes my work. And you notice it's not saying I got 10,000 people like in my book. No, every right. person matters. And right. that's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have, I have a fan slash I'm going to say friends now on my Patreon who writes sort of like fan fiction, let's say like inspired stories from the stories that I put out. And that's always really exciting to see how thing that I've written has inspired something in him, you know, and let him put out something creative. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's fun to inspire people in that way too, to inspire others to write, inspire them to enjoy just any kind anything with the word inspire in it. I'm like all about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So you said you have written your whole life. Are you one of those people that wrote as a child or a teenager as well? Yeah, so it was very on and off. My, so my dad is, has always been sort of a want to be writer. And now recently in his later years has actually written a couple of novels. But when I was a childhood, yeah, it's great when I was a child, he was always telling me stories and sort of involved me in the creation of those stories. And so storytelling was really important. And it was something that, yeah, it just, it was very like valued in my youth. And so I did, you know, I did write a little bit as let's say elementary school aged kid, but I, I ran into some obstacles with it because, well, my, my mother is a little bit of a a perfectionist Uh. and, and I used to have some of those traits as well. And she really quite unintentionally halted my writing for a long time until I got this. I mean, it was really just dumb luck opportunity to, to do some screenwriting 
when I was a teenager, I wrote, I co-wrote the narrative sections of, of a, a documentary. Um, cool. And yeah. And then when I went to school for, I went to school for acting originally when I was 18. Oh, sure. Okay. And, and one of our assignments there was to write a short, short film and a certain number of those would be selected to be produced. So the one that I wrote was selected to be produced and I got to act in it. <laughs> and then when I first moved to New York, immediately after, immediately after acting school, I, I did some co-writing of a, a web series. Now that ended in so much heartbreak, which I feel like, you know, there's two things. It was like the, it was like the end of a relationship, you know, it really, it really was crushing. And that, that, that put me off of writing and my creativity just in general for a little while. And I took up a real job, a normal job um, (laughs) and was good at it, but, and felt you know, loved the mission and so on. But there was a part of me that realized that if I didn't give it a go at writing, uh, that I would always regret it. Yep. Yep. And, and so I went back to school for writing and I have a, a, a degree in creative writing and screenwriting. Yeah. So I know it's funny, you know, erotica is not exactly screenwriting, but it's funny. You just, you know, you, 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 you find new things that, excite you and it's all it's all writing it's all storytelling yeah it is just a little bit different format yeah yeah approach right yeah I also have a bookshelf behind me with an entire an entire shelf filled with my teenage journals so I was a big oh yes journaler (laughs) very cool yeah I did that too so and I wrote a lot of poetry for me like you were saying (gasps) Yeah. For me, like you were saying, it was kind of like growth for you to write. It was a way to process and a way to heal. And that was very much the way for me as a teenager. I, and still today, but that was a huge, huge thing for me as a teenager, trying to get through some of the shit that I was going through, you know, it really, yeah, it really is, you know, whether you're writing in a journal, you're writing poetry or anything you're writing, just that, that it, way of expressing to me is an outlet and it's also very healing. Yes. Yes. No, I, I'm, I'm always encouraging probably to an annoying degree. (laughs) I am always encouraging those close to me who are going through something to write about it, you know, or to write anything. I know that's gotten me through a lot of stuff. And I don't know, I think it's great. So I encourage everyone to do it. And some people take me up on it. My partner yep. has tried a few times. Sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I'm kind of very similar to you in that way. I, I've done the same thing for others in my life and said the same thing to them. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And we probably say that because it's made such a difference for us. And we know it works. Yeah. It may not work for everyone, but we know it works. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I think it's, you know, it's kind of a way to talk to yourself, Yeah. you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. and a way to, 
get past the, you know, so many of us are so good at going about our lives and shutting things down, Yes, you know, and Mm -hmm. in writing, you just like can't be shut down. Exactly. Exactly. That's so true. And if you're going through something tough or I even tell, I lost my mother at a young age and I always tell people, Mm. because I give advice about this, I'm in my under my real name, I've written several things about how to deal with the grief of the loss of your mom. And one of the things that I did was write her a letter. And you know what? I mean, that's, that's huge to do something like that. And, and, you know, you're, you're telling this person things and it's just, I don't know, it just does something for you when you're trying to process that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many times I have written something to someone not given it to them, but yeah, you know, worked it. out my worked out my feelings. Yes, there, and sometimes that did facilitate conversations or change that needed to happen. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah. Writing is magical. <laughs> it is. I mean, think of all these things we can create, all these worlds and these people and these relationships. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. absolutely amazing, and I think. We are living in the most amazing time for artists and creators because we have all these things at our fingertips. I mean, think even 50 years ago, none of this stuff existed. Absolutely. So we are very lucky. (laughs) Absolutely. I think too, I I know that I have a very, I don't know, I have a very independent spirit. I I don't ever want to go work, you know, normal in quotes job again. And there's something I really love about being able to create my own content and, you know, independently publish my own content and advertise that content. And like, I, I find that, I find that really fulfilling and really empowering. Um, And, you know, I'm not going to say that I would never want to be traditionally published, but I love indie publishing. Like, I think it's great. And I have so much control. You have so much more control. So much control. So much control. It's really yours. Yeah. Um, And and I love that. I love that about it. And then, of course, not to mention, there are so many other, there are so many other places to create content. You know, people are doing such interesting work on, even on Twitter, you know, people are putting out amazingly creative, like short stories and experimentations almost. That's a good way to test uh, the waters too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, uh, Patreon is another great place. You know, I know a lot of erotica authors who, who use it. And it's funny, everybody uses it differently. Yeah, um, true. That's true. Which is so, which I think is so funny. So interesting that everybody's, yeah. you know, even if they are all, you know, all of these erotica authors are theoretically doing the same thing, but the way that they choose to, to use this, this platform is, is, is completely, completely different. Like for me, it's exclusively, it's exclusively stuff that I'm not putting out elsewhere. Yep. And, 
you know, I will read stories on video. That's like one of the the tiers. I'll read some of the shorter ones. And again, those aren't the ones that I publish to Kindle. They're, they're shorter. And, um, and then I'll do, I'll do a series of photographs and I'll write a very, very short story inspired by those photographs. Sure. Erotica story, obviously. And that's, that's my, that's my approach to, to that as just, you know, another place to, to create, to create content that is along the lines of what I do, but is different because it has this multimedia aspect to it. Right. So you do visual stuff and audio and text. Yep. 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 All of it. All of it. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. Do all of it across the board. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have a favorite one? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I know you mentioned the the one you read was one of your favorite one that you really like. Is that your favorite or do you have a different one that's your absolute favorite? (gasps) Okay. That's a good question. Um, So I, I have a series called Foreign Flings. And they are each, each is a different, uh, each is a different main character in a different foreign country meeting a different person. Ah, And there, it's funny, the two books on there, there are two books there that I feel like are just so underrated. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, Just, just, you know, I, I think that they're a little harder to, to market so they don't get seen as much. Yeah. But one of them is called Egyptian indulgences and it's, it's a very, it's a very sweet sort of like forbidden romance first time story. That's like very sensual. Um, and, uh, and so I, you know, I, I really love that one. And then I, I have a story. This one is one on a bunch of platforms called a monster on the lock. My sexy Scottish semen. (laughs) (laughs) I, I had to put a pun in there, but, uh, you know, I just, I think I, I think that one is like charming. The main character is a little neurotic, but it's, you know, it's a sexy story and in the end. And I've been told some of the people who read all of my work will sort of point out the ones that they think are the best. Mm, and sure. um, and those two are high on the list, as is um, the men are all for me which uh-huh. is a, a very female-centric, sex-positive gangbang story. Sure. I think, yeah, I've, I've also been told that that one is, is the hottest I've written. I was, I was worried about that one. That was, that was going to be hard. You know, you're dealing with a lot of people. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you're trying to, trying to <laughs> represent, but, uh, but it was a lot of fun and and again, is one that that people seem to to really enjoy. So, sure. that's yeah, awesome. Well, that sounds very interesting. I'll definitely yeah. put the links to those down in the podcast notes, so people can find them. 
Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So in talking about being an indie writer, where do you tend to advertise? All the places we've mentioned or do you have other places you also try to reach out other people to introduce them to your work? Yeah. So all the places we mentioned, um, I also use, so I use story origin as a way to do newsletter swaps and join promos and find new readers that way. And then occasionally, you know, I'll put out an earlier book for free and I will, you know, advertise with one of those Excite Spice or Shameless Book Deals and do something like that, you know, but it's, it's, it's hard with erotica because you are so limited. Mm-hmm. In, in where you can advertise and yeah. how you can advertise. And so many of these platforms are so inconsistent about yeah. what they allow and what is okay. You know, people will advertise on TikTok and one thing will be okay. And then yes. the next thing is not okay. Yep. And it was like the fault of the book cover. But then you look at the book cover and you're like, but there's nothing. Yeah. There's yes. no nudity in the book cover. I don't I, understand. I've had the same thing. And I'm like, one time I was putting a bunch of books on there on TikTok and they nixed it. And I'm like, Amazon's okay with all these book covers. Why are you not? You know, it, I mean, it's ridiculous. It, it is. And there was no nudity. It was right. just like sexy pictures. People, you know, maybe someone embracing and kissing. I mean, but but TikTok, I know TikTok knocked it down and TikTok kind of drives me crazy. There's a very particular, I had one they rejected and I I re-went back to them and said, can you reevaluate this? Because there is nothing in here. And then they accepted it. I'm like, why the fuck did you reject it in the first place? (laughs) Yep. I've had that same experience too. And also maddening. On Instagram too, I've had things that were taken Mm -hmm. down and then I've been like, are you sure? And then they've been like, okay, never mind." Yeah. What Um, is that? (laughs) I I don't, I don't know. It must, I, I don't know, but it drives me insane. Yes. (laughs) Because it really makes you question like, what, what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? What am I allowed to do? I don't know. I think what drives me crazy is that Amazon will allow authors to advertise books that have serial killers and murderers (laughs) and killing. And we are writing about a natural act of sex and we cannot advertise on Amazon. It's crazy. I mean, it's sex is a natural thing that we were meant to do. Uh (laughs) Uh Drives me crazy. It's, it's one of those fundamental things that our society just has wrong, you know, that we, we are fine with violence and Mm -hmm. we're so scared of sex. I mean, just God forbid, you know, God forbid anybody ever talk about sex or have sex or anything ever. Um, I feel like it's the U S I think the U S is so prudish compared to other countries around the world when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I remember visiting the Netherlands as a mm. teenager yep. and talking with the family that we like kind of knew over there. And they were expressing how, how crazy they think our rating system is yeah. because for them, they, you know, their rating system 
anything, all the violence is put in those, the equivalent of like an R sort of thing. Whereas, you know, sexuality is like, fine. You know, you're seeing that as a young person, whereas we do the opposite. We're like, oh no, there's some, there's a woman who's, who's having some sort of pleasure. (laughs) No, (laughs) nobody's allowed to see that. Oh no, no. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. And, you know, I think it also shows a little bit in the way that, you know, Amazon is much more free with their, their romance than they are with their erotica. I mean, you can get away with a whole lot in romance. You, you literally cannot publish certain themes, certain in erotica, but it's, but it's fine in romance. And I, and I think that that's just because, I mean, I don't know. My theory is that it is because uh, we are more okay with sexuality that comes with the ownership, in quotes, of a relationship. Yeah, right, right. Even if, <laughs> even <laughs> if um, the content of that is way crazier yes. than 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 something you're going to find in a lot of the erotica content that's up there. Yeah, I think that's true. I think there's got to be whoever is in charge of all this stuff. They've got some serious opinions and they are mm-hmm. spreading it throughout the world via Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it's, it's just silly. It is silly. And it's tough because Amazon is such a huge, you know, they're yeah. such a huge player. They're such a huge part of the, you know, their market share is enormous. Yes. You can't not work with them. And yet there's definitely, there's definitely some flaws there. Yeah. I but hope you can... in my lifetime that I see change in this yeah. regard. I hope so too. Some loosening up of it. Not so strict, not so... I don't know. What is it from the Puritans, wherever that Puritanist came from? (laughs) Just go away, right? I'm like, this is hundreds of years old now. Can we not let it go? Can we not let go of that? It's, yeah, it's crazy. What I think Um, is weird too is that you can publish nudity on Amazon. Like, I've seen (laughs) books like actual nudity. There's some inconsistency there to be sure. <laughs> it's like it can be there, but well, I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I just I I'm gonna put my my faith in 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 Gen Z. Yeah. And you know, because they seem to they might not have an attention span, but they do know what's going on. <laughs> right, right. Yes, and, maybe uh, it will shift. Let's let's hope for that. <laughs> I I hope so. You know, I definitely see. I definitely have seen a shift in, you know, our the way that we approach, you know, the queer queer yes. subjects. You yes, know, absolutely. We're so much more open. True. Um, very true. And See, that's a huge change just from it is. even 15 years ago, you know? Yep. Yep. Maybe that's a good sign. I mean, maybe yeah. that, that we can, I'm going to take that as a good sign. I'm going to think yeah. positive. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I think we're heading in the right direction despite the, the uh, 
the less hopeful things. <laughs> right, exactly. So do you do any research for your writing ever? I mean, do you like, you know, certain acts or just anything in general? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm a little neurotic at times. So <laughs> if I'm if I'm going to be writing about something that not 100% confident in and I don't have, a, you know, a ton of experience with, I absolutely will do some research. There are, you know, I got some you know, internet search history that includes research on strap-ons and, (laughs) you know, different approaches to getting somebody ready for anal sex. And yeah, absolutely. When I, when I'm, when I'm not sure about something, I don't want to just, I don't want to just make it up. I don't want to just throw it on the page. Yeah. Let me check and make sure that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And you then, want it to be believable. Yeah. Yes. And then I, you know, I ventured a little bit recently um, with a book. Danielle says, yes, sir, is what it's called. Okay. And uh, so I ventured a little bit into the DS Dom sub dynamic. Sure. And that was new for me, even though I think a lot of my, there's a lot of feeling of, of like kind of, there's like, there's undertones of that in a lot of my work, but not like explicitly so. Sure. And so I went to another author who writes that stuff and yep. has some experience with it. And she was, you know, very, very helpful, you know, make sure, make sure you include this, this is a really good signaler, you know, what have you. And then before I published it, I had her read it and she was able to say, oh, you should add this little thing. That's going to be a really good, you know, that's really going to signal X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, a lot of the stuff that I write, I don't necessarily need to do the research on, but when sure. I do, I definitely will. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's important to do. And you know, the other thing is it doesn't have to be perfectly the way other people do it. It can be your take on it, but you still want it to be believable and legit flow with the story, you know? Right. And not, not alienate someone. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's really important. If you're representing something that is not necessarily a community that you're a part of. Yes. That's really, really important to make sure that, that, that you get it right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Get a sensitivity reader of some sort to give you critique and feedback, especially if you're not, like you said, in that particular community, because yeah, you don't want people to be like, that's stupid. That's not even right. You know? Right. Right. (laughs) Nobody wants that about their writing. And nobody wants that. They say, write what you know, write what you want to read. And so I don't think you have to necessarily have done everything that you write about, but if you mm-hmm. at least research it and talk to people, you know, we can still create stories around that particular topic, even though we haven't actually physically done it. Because look at, all these, look at all these writers all across the world. I mean, you know, nobody experienced Star Wars. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, so I hate it when people right. say, write what you know, you know, yet the whole entire fantasy genre would be out the window if we only wrote what we knew. 100%. 
A hundred percent. No, there, there is a lot of power to, to the imagination. Yeah. It's like um, Stephen King, you know, he's not some kind of psycho murderer, right? I always like to bring him up because he's so prolific and he's written all these things. Like, yeah, he doesn't write what he knows. He's not that. Or so we think. Or so we just think. wait until Maybe it is. comes out. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I love Stephen King. It's hilarious, but it's true. I mean, there is something of using your imagination. And yes, you want to base in reality, but so people who are just starting out, I say you don't have to write just what you know. You can also right. write what you want or what you would like mm-hmm. to read. I like it when people say that. And they, I interviewed somebody recently who said they got into what they're writing now because they couldn't find anything to read on it that they wanted yes. to read. So they're like, well, I just created it on my own. And there you go. There's a niche, you know? Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love mm-hmm. that. Yep. If you see a hole and you want it, chances are someone else wants to read that too. So create it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about my October writing slash publishing schedule because it's a little outside of it combines two loves of mine which is I'm bringing a little bit of horror into my erotica oh nice Um, so I'll be I'll be putting out a story uh, every Friday in October Oh, that very is cool. Perfect timing. A little bit of, yeah, this a little bit of, little bit of horror erotica. So we got the erotica there, but you know, expect some, some supernatural partners. Awesome. <laughs> Where are you going to publish this? Kindle. Yeah. I'm going to go Kindle for that. Nice. So it's going to be, going to be, it's, October is going to be a lot of work. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. That'd be really cool though. And that's really good timing with it being the fall and Halloween time. Yes. I love, I love the Halloween season. I always have, I know I'll be in the, you know, that the spirit, you know, the spirit of it has already come. And, and so, you know, I love horror movies. I love horror books. And so, so it'll be exciting to, to combine the two and, and make it and make it my own. Absolutely. And when's the first one, when's the first one scheduled to come out? The first one is scheduled to come out on the 1st of October. Oh, perfect. Friday, the 1st of October. And then they'll come out every week after that. Oh, that's perfect. That's coming up real soon. I know. (laughs) By the time this airs, it it will be out there, I bet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There should be a couple of them out there. So I'll Um, link to that. Awesome. That is very cool. Do you have any advice other than, I mean, we know we've kind of touched on that already, but do you have any advice for new writers coming into the genre of erotica? I think that the thing that's been biggest for me has been finding a community. You know, I really, especially because uh, writing erotica, publishing erotica, it's so, there's so many there's so much you need to know, you know, there's so many things that you wouldn't know how it worked if you didn't have someone to, to guide you, you know? And so, you know, I'm part of several, you know, discord groups or Twitter groups of people who are at all different stages in their like erotica writing careers who help each other, you know, and, you know, 
I'll be like, here's this blurb. I know it's terrible. <laughs> who wants, to, who can make, who can make it not terrible? Um, you know, or people will put out a couple of versions of their cover and be like, what do you guys think? Which one is, you know, I was lucky to, when I started, I immediately became friends with somebody who was a month ahead of me. Right. Mm, and so okay. she was, has been throughout the whole thing, able to, you know, give me those little tidbits that, you know, you would know from being just a month further along. Right. Yep. yep. But, uh, but so I think that's really important is, is finding, is finding people who are, who are writing erotica, really writing anything, but yeah. especially yep. writing erotica oh, yeah. and having that support system. And luckily I think Twitter makes it really easy because there is just a great, great community of erotica writers on yeah. Twitter they are not hard to find yep. and many of them are so friendly and it's it's really not hard to start building up those those relationships there um and so that i i would recommend that to to anybody who was starting to write erotica get on twitter and start making friends you know and it's erotica writing community on twitter is just amazing and everyone talks about that you compare it, you can't even compare it to the regular writing community. There is such a difference yeah, in camaraderie yeah. and support in the erotica writing community than there is in the regular Twitter writing community. Mm-hmm. It's just a giant difference. And it's just mm-hmm. amazing to me having been in the regular, regular writing community on Twitter and then, and then coming into the erotica side of Twitter writing so community. Different. It's so different. It's amazing. Yeah. Kind of mind-blowing, really. (laughs) I think, you know, part of it is that, like, lack of judgment, you know? Yes, yes, um, yes. Is really, you know, is really such a huge part of it. There's really this mutual respect. Yes. Um, And I don't know. I feel like these erotica writers like to have fun, you know? Like, they're easy to, to, you know, you can hang out with people on Twitter. I, Uh I hated Twitter before I yes. started writing erotica. I didn't, oh I gosh. was like, I can't with Twitter. It's just a terrible place with yes. people arguing about things yep. that make me angry. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I found the erotica writing community on Twitter. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a huge fan now. Yeah. Yeah. I had the exact same experience. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> everybody rocks in the Twitter erotica community. Way to go, peeps. It's just, yeah, it's awesome. Good job, everybody. <laughs> Good job. Exactly. <laughs> it's so awesome. Well, in closing, is there anything else that you would like to talk about or highlight or mention? Mm, I guess I will just say that, you know, I'm, I'm currently working on a full length erotic romance novel. And my hope is to get it out near the end of December, which is it's quite a goal, but, uh, but it's all right. right. We're going to utilize NaNoWriMo for sure. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But that will probably go under a slightly different pen name. However, okay, it will sure. still go under Wild Euphoria Press and thus ah. be findable. 
because everything published, everything published by me and the other writers all, all have Wild Euphoria Press listed as a co-author. And sure. so you can just go to that and find everybody and all of the work that's been put out. Not, that's um, on the website. People will search yeah. that. People can search the website, but also if you go, if you go to Amazon oh, okay. and, and find Wild Euphoria Press, you can find books by me and Aubrey Onyx and Georgette Gray and Dio Iridescent. I really should shout out Dio Iridescent because their books have not gotten enough attention. Sure. It is really beautiful, transmasculine, gay erotica. Oh, okay. Um, sure. And, you know, it's, it's something that I don't think we have enough of. Right. And it's so beautifully done. But yeah, Dio Iridescent has put out a little, a little series. And I think that anybody who enjoys really sort of sensual and thoughtful erotica will really, would really enjoy that. Well, that sounds very good. So yeah, you can just search on Amazon and all of those are linked or they all come up. They all come up. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that sounds very awesome. That's just a great amount of content for people to check out. And it's just, that's awesome. Very prolific. <laughs> and I just, yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. It is. It is. Well, I want to thank you so much for talking with me and for reading. And I've really, really, really enjoyed our chat. Me too. Thank you so much. This was such, such a pleasure. I am so grateful. And what a wonderful start. We're recording this in the morning and it's going to be a wonderful start to my writing day. Perfect. I love that. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. I will see you on Twitter. Absolutely. You have a good <laughs> writing day. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going bare. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. <laughs>